Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. We are doing a palate cleanser week movie breakdown week here with one of the key fans of the VL podcast, Mag D. What's up, guys? Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's do this. Crack that white claw. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Black cherry. Oh. Leading to your intro music. Here it is. Um, okay, housekeeping. Before we do this movie breakdown, do you know our shit? I think I do. Vicarious Living Podcast on Instagram and Vicarious Living Pod at gmail.com. Get all your questions, email, comments, anything you <laughs> on your mind, get at them. So, Magdi is. You handle all the Wicklowware social media on Instagram. We have a business partnership on the gram. Mm-hmm. You like every single post that we have. We appreciate that mm-hmm. one like. We know yeah. even tap. if even if it's a shitty fucking post and it's not that funny, we know that we're getting at least two likes guaranteed. <laughs> one from you. Magdi Dubs and Wicklowware. <laughs> yeah. Secured. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have, uh, we're going to actually get the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Wicklow on when we do the MCITW later in this podcast, he's going to come on, actually move some fucking merch for us. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, tonight, what movie are we doing? Mean Girls. Mean Girls. And that was a special request from you. I did not really want to do this. Yeah. (laughs) I think this, uh, we owe a uh, tribute to Lindsay Lohan and her last hurrah, pretty much. Well, I guess she yeah. did just come out with a recent MTV show that has probably since been discontinued. That show is one of the worst um, shows I've ever seen in my Lindsay life. Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, shout out. On Lindsay Lohan specifically, I do have listed out her actual run that I looked up on IMDb because it's actually surprising <laughs> how few hits that she has. I- I'm surprised that she's famous, to be completely honest. Okay, should I read the plot to this movie? Should we start out that way? Let's do it. Okay, here's the plot of Mean Girls, if you haven't seen it. Teenager Katie Heron, Katie spelled C-A-D-Y. Unclear why she <laughs> spells her name that way. Teenager Katie Heron, Lindsay Lohan, was educated in Africa by her scientist parents. When her family moves to the suburbs of Illinois... Katie finally gets to experience public school and gets a quick primer on the cruel, tacit laws of popularity that divide her fellow students into tightly knit cliques. She unwittingly finds herself in the good graces of an elite group of cool students dubbed the Plastics. But Katie soon realizes how her shallow group of new friends earned this nickname. Wow. If that doesn't get the crowd going, I don't know what does. <laughs> All right, so let's... Talk about a teen drama. We start off every movie breakdown. Guess the Rotten Tomatoes. If you had to guess, where would you put it? 50th percentile. Surprisingly, it's 84%. Hmm. I mean, that's how it is in my books, but given the reaction of the crowd we watched it with... Uh... Yeah, we watched it uh, in Michigan on our family vacation at the lake house in Michigan. Shout out Elk Lake. The crowd was not happy. I hyped it up. <laughs> and then I felt silly because I thought it was going to land, and it did It did not. Well, I just do want to say, though, we Mom made us watch a, a different movie the next night, and yeah. that was in the top five worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And I think that had a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah. And so. she said it's called Parental Guidance with Billy Crystal. It came out in 2012. Uh, it's pure garbage. Yeah. List it, of movies we won't reveal. 
Yeah, we were. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, on the list. <laughs> there were no teens in that, too. It was just like... True, true. I think Mom really liked it because it was like a movie that they were like the same age. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like 60-year-old new grandparents kind yeah. of like trying to learn that. Whatever. Yeah. 66% on Rotten Tomatoes with the audience. So that's actually interesting that the critics have it rated higher than the audience. That's pretty rare. Yeah. Not good. Interesting. Um, also, I didn't know this. Written by Tina Fey. I could have guessed that. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of those SNL crew members will get together. Because there's a lot of SNL people that are in the movie. Fun fact, because it was produced by Lorne Michaels. That too. That is true. Because, yeah, she had Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. I'm sure we'll cover those all throughout the podcast. Yeah. Um, before we get into the movie, do you have any lingering thoughts on the podcast thus far? I think you guys are doing a great job. What do, you, what do you think about the shows we've done? I loved the OC. That was your guys' starter. Mm-hmm. And then I had written to you guys about the Hills reboot, which you guys graciously answered in one of your pods. So, yeah. again, listeners, get at them in the emails because they will respond to you, give you shout-outs. You can even do your own intro song <laughs> if you so request, as I did. Yeah, that is true. If you send us an email, we will just play your intro music and give you a shout-out mm-hmm. with that music. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. You guys have done a very good job so far. I'm excited for what's to come next. Show-wise, and I do like the mix-ins of the movies because I think it gives it, as you call it, a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for all that sweet praise. Love mm-hmm. it. All right, character breakdown. Are you ready? First and foremost, this is a given. Katie Heron, a.k.a. Lindsay Lohan, she's got to be first. Yeah. I'll kick it off with a fun fact, and then you can give me your thoughts on her. Fun fact, Lindsay Lohan, originally cast as Regina. Oh, I didn't know that. But she said that she wanted to play a nice girl. She did not want to play a villain, so she backed out of that, and then they gave her the role as the lead girl. Huh. Which, as you'll see in the movie, she transforms quite a bit over the movie into maybe not the nicest girl. Correct. I like it. Again, it's like she comes in very, uh, very impressionable, I think would be a good word for her. Yeah. Which is when then Janice takes her kind of under her wing and leads her into a direction kind of, I would almost phrase it as Janice's revenge. Yeah. Kind of as it initially starts out against Regina. Um, but yeah, so she turns out shy, and then once she hangs out with the group called the Plastics, that's kind of when she starts to become even more impressionable into a nice girl, shy girl, into maybe not so nice, and tries to take over kind of as the leader of the pack. Yeah, it's a it's a classic story of nerd uh, gets a taste of like the good life, the good cool life, and then you see how she herself just becomes like just as bad as what she actually hated at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's Cuz at first when she got a taste, she was pretty appalled by it. Like when they pulled out the burn book, she couldn't believe that they were doing that and then towards the end, I mean, she was contributing yeah pretty much to yeah. some of the not nice things. So let's go into Lindsay Lohan as we're doing this character breakdown. Let's go into her movie career. I just wrote down is this her peak? I would say so. Well, I don't know. She was in Parent Trap, but I don't think... That's what I wrote down. I I had Parent Trap question mark, was that her peak? Because... (laughs) I I, just thought of Freaky Friday, too. That's what I... Yeah. Curtis. That's what I had in here, is when I was looking up her IMDb, she essentially had a three-year run. That was it. Yeah. Excluding Parent Trap, because that was when she was younger. By the way, when she was in Parent Trap, super yellow teeth. Oh, yeah. That's just all I remember about Parent Trap was... Really good job by her playing both sides of the fence with, like, the rich British girl and then also the other cool girl or whatever. But I was yeah. just like, damn, Lindsay Lohan's got super yellow teeth. Oh, yeah. No offense. Talk about impressions. That left one. I mean, that's singed in my memory. That left a bad teeth. taste in my mouth. Yeah. Pun intended. Mm. 
Okay, so I she essentially that. had a three-year run where she did Freaky Friday, Mean Girls, and then as soon as it started, it just abruptly ended because she did Herbie, fully loaded, oh God. with Justin Long. <laughs> and then her entire career, if you actually look at her career after Herbie, fully loaded, which was 2005, she did nothing of value after that. Yeah. So then I wrote down, why is she so fucking famous? Well, she also had a lot of personal issues came up. That's the, the only reason she's and famous. so they obviously covered that a lot in the news and whatnot with her mom. Her mom's like, well, her mom and her dad are just both wild. They might have stolen money from her, too. Yeah. Which I feel like just her being a child star and stuff. So dabbled in drugs. Typical uh, child star. Classic uh, Macaulay Culkin syndrome. Yeah. Where you get rich when you're super young. A uh, couple things. One, I've always heard that whenever you get famous, at whatever age you get famous, that's what age you essentially stay the rest of your life. Stunted, yeah. Maturity wise. So, like, if you get. I see that. If you're like John Hamm or Brian Cranston and you get famous in your 30s, you've already got the personality of a humble human being and stuff built in. Yeah. And you're just a cool, nice guy the rest of your life. If you get famous when you're Macaulay Culkin's age and you're you know, eight years old, you are essentially going to have like the mental maturity of an eight-year-old the rest of your life. I would give a few exceptions to the rule. Brian Gosling got famous on Mickey Mouse Club. Okay. Justin Timberlake, famous yeah. on Mickey Mouse Club. Those are two. Britney Spears, quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Britney Spears is more in the... Uh, Which Lindsay I think Lohan. she's since tried to make... She's made a pretty good comeback for herself since, uh, you know, Britney shaved head period. But uh, there's a few exceptions to the rule, but mostly big downfall. This is a classic trope. Uh, you go to the exceptions of the rule <laughs> in life, and I always go to the rule in life. I look at the 95%, and you always look at the 5%. I would say that's pretty fair. <laughs> pretty accurate. <laughs> All right, so I another thing I was going to talk about, you mentioned um, her mom. Fun fact, God, I'm... Dina? Dina, I want to say? Dina Dina Lohan was on this most recent season of Celebrity Big Brother with the next character I'm going to do in this breakdown, Aaron Samuels. Oh, you did say... Well, hold on. And about Dina, was she also on maybe some kind of therapy show? Whether it be couple therapy, something's just screaming out to me that she did... And then since then, my last night on Lindsay Lohan, she has called for a Mean Girls too, which Aaron Samuels is completely back behind it. As oh, well. yeah, I guarantee. He, guess I don't what? Think He's Rachel available. McAdams is, even though it's a great success. I think uh, there's a few that are looking for you know some regained popularity again. So that's a good teaser because we're gonna end this podcast whenever we do a movie breakdown of what we think the plot would be for Mean Girls too. So we can hash that out. But anyways, mm-hmm. Aaron Samuels. He's a smaller character, but I would say this is his only movie worth noting in his entire life. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't yeah, even I don't... look up his IMDb because I give that little of a fuck. Yeah, maybe appears on Law and Order SBU like as like a witness to a crime every once in a while. There's <laughs> yeah. always a random celeb appearance there. Did you know that he is gay in real life? I did not. I actually thought <laughs> Why that. Why does that make sense? When I was watching Big Brother the whole time, I was like he has to be gay his eyebrows were like very well manicured yeah you know that uh another fun fact james franco was actually considered for his role huh how much better would mean girls have been if james i know and so was saying that did james franco decline or did they just okay yeah I didn't know if they just thought about it, and then they met this Aaron Samuels, and are like, this is our guy. Yeah, I never know when you read these, like, half-assed, like, internet things, like, when they say, this person was considered mm-hmm. for this role, and they turned... I never know how true all that stuff is. Surprising, because they have a good amount of bigger names in this movie. The last thing I'll say about Aaron Samuels is that I never <laughs> bought him as the cool guy. He yeah. never had any friends. He, he really was didn't. always showing up to parties completely by himself. When he goes to Katie Heron's party at the end of this movie, where yeah. she's, like, fully baked as, like, a mean girl. Yeah. He just shows up by himself, and he doesn't, True. like, 
hang out with any of the dudes. Which is interesting because he they show him in the movie playing on. He was in soccer practice, and then they sh- talked again about swim team practice. Yeah. Which typically you would associate that with being a jock, and he was described as popular. I know. Usually with jocks, they hang out with a lot of the other sports characters as well. But he wasn't. Yeah. No, not at all. Like Shane Oman. Where the, why yeah. why why wasn't he hanging out with Shane Oman? I don't know. He was wearing Letterman jackets the whole movie, hooking up with Regina George, and I yeah. didn't see Aaron. When Samuels. they went through the cafeteria scene where every group sits, there's no like jock table with Aaron Samuels. Aaron the Sam- only time they showed him in the lunchroom, he was sitting with the plastics <laughs> yeah, when he was Aaron dating Samuels, Regina George. So where are you sitting? That's what I'd like to know: is where is Aaron Samuels sitting in that school? Because they did a very graphic breakdown. And they of did the say lunchroom. one was the jocks, but he wasn't at it that I can recall. No. He's a little bitch. I don't like Aaron Samuels. I do see him once a year on E! News. He does... One of my favorite quotes was, on October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. And he said, October 3rd. (laughs) And every year on October 3rd, he does a special with E! News where he says, today is October 3rd. And that's the only time I see him. That's the only relevance he has. That's the only time he's been on camera since 2004. I think that's his claim to fame at this point is E! News. Once a year he says what the day is on October 3rd. Yeah. Aaron Samuels sucks. Um, Yeah. You ready for a clip? Yeah. I'm going to use this clip to set up who the plastics are. And then we're going to go into each one of the plastics. Are we going to do Janice and Damien? Yeah. We are going to get into them too. This is actually Janice describing... Who the plastics are. Here it is. Who are the plastics? They're teen royalty. That one there, that's Karen Smith. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. That little one, that's Gretchen Wieners. She's totally rich because her dad invented toaster strudel. Gretchen Wieners knows everybody's business. She knows everything about everyone. Um, what's happening? And evil takes a human form in Regina George. I'll be fooled, because she may seem like your typical selfish, backstabbing, slut-faced hoe-bag, but in reality, she is so much more than that. She's the queen bee, the star. Those other two are just her little workers. Regina George. How do I even begin to explain Regina George? Okay, we're going to do the two small ones quick. First one, Gretchen Wieners. I mean, she's one of my favorite characters. Because she, I love throughout the movie, they're trying to build her up to snap, you know, in Regina's Army of Skanks. And that's a direct quote from the movie. Gretchen is pretty much Regina's left-hand wool man. Yeah. It's going to be real awkward then in this room when I get to my MCITW. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's, she's funny. She just had a lot of good lines, I thought. She's very easy to crack once you push her. I think just a just a little preview of why I personally didn't love Gretchen Wieners. I feel like her overacting is on steroids. She goes for every scene at a 15 out of 10. And the theme of our podcast, the, the sign-off line do less. that we have <laughs> is do less. She's and not doing a whole lot of that. I She goes in the do less category for me. Yeah. And... The whole fetch thing, I don't get that. She's trying to make it happen, and she pushes it hard. So then Regina eventually, because Regina's still the top dog in the group. And so Gretchen just keeps pushing for that to happen because she wants so bad for Regina's approval. Which I, know, I think but that's yeah. pretty typical in a high school. You always have like the top dog in a group, and then you have the one person that will literally do bend over backwards for that person, trying to like say something cool or do something cool. Yeah, I guess that is true. She she is that she played that role really well. And who knows, maybe the reason I hate her so much is she's that good of an actor. Well, and she's <laughs> doing the most to try to get Regina She's say definitely that she's awesome. doing more than Karen, who's our next plastic. Karen doesn't do a whole lot. She probably is your I love She's probably her. <laughs> your favorite in the movie cuz she does a lot less. Oh yeah, she does so little and she's so dumb and I just loved it. So Yeah. And she's a big uh, actress now, too. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. I would say, so of this entire movie, we'll get to Regina, who I think has become the biggest star from this movie. Um, Outside of, like, Tina Fey. Yeah, outside of the smaller characters. Yeah. Of the main characters in this movie. Of the teens. I would say that Regina George, a.k.a. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams has definitely become the biggest star. And then Amanda Seyfried would have to be second. 
I would say so. Um, fun fact, her first movie of all time. Karen? Yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Oh, this was her first movie of all time? Never acted before this in a movie. This was Amanda Seyfried's first movie. movie. Now, contrast to Lindsay Lohan, did she blow up after this? Oh, Amanda Seyfried? Well, like, yeah. right after it, or was it like a couple yeah, of years? Yeah, I remember she had that. was this like the catalyst to it all? She she blew up after this. She had that Dear John movie with uh, oh, Channing yeah. Tatum that was huge. Yeah, that's She right. was definitely in the mix after this. Wow, I can't believe that was her first role, though. You know what's kind of weird is right after this, both Amanda Seyfried did a Nicholas Sparks movie and so did Rachel McAdams. Oh, was hers the notebook, though? Yeah. Wow. And Rachel McAdams did it in the exact same year, 2004. Amanda Seyfried waited a couple years before she did it, but just kind Mm -hmm. of ironic. The last fun fact about Karen is that Scarlett Johansson didn't get the role of Karen. Really? Yeah. Interesting. How wild would that have been? They saw a lot of potential in Amanda Seyfried? Yeah. Am I saying her? We could have had a James Franco... And Scarlett Johansson. And Scarlett Johansson cast in Mean Girls. That's funny that they denied her, though. I'm just, like, blown away by that, just knowing how big ScarJo is now. Again, that's half-assed, so who knows if that's actually true, but if the internet says it and Google says it... Google's usually 100% factual in my mind. Last one of the plastics, and this is the biggest one... Big stars on this one, that Regina dog. George. Oh, yeah. Wow. What a controversial character. I mean, yeah. she starts off, I mean, she's just the top dog in the group. And I'll just keep saying that. She's the top dog. Yeah, Everyone let's see how many times you can her. say top dog in this I know, podcast. Listeners, you got to take a sip every time you hear that or something. <laughs> sip of something. Um, take a sip of White Claws every time. Uh, white Mag Claw, D water, says top coffee, dog. whatever floats your boat. But she... uh I mean, she also has so many good lines in this, too. I mean, she just bites back so much. And just to know how Rachel McAdams is now typically in roles, I think it's extremely refreshing to get to see her in this kind of role. I thought she crushed it. Honestly, the first 100%. note I wrote down about Regina George was Crush City. Crush uh, City. The first note I wrote down was, so it's settled. You can go shave your back now. I mean, she's just so mean. <laughs> Hold on, let's play that clip. She is so mean. Let's play that. Jason, you do not come to a party at my house with Gretchen and then scam on some poor innocent girl right in front of us three days later. She's not interested. Do you want to have sex with him? No, thank you. Good. So it's settled. So you can go shave your back now. Bye, Jason. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, Regina is ruthless. I love it. I love, honestly... My number one favorite character, and this is true for movies and reality TV, especially for reality TV, my number one favorite character is a mean, hot bitch. Like She feels that. Oh my God. I just, I love the girls, obviously really low self-esteem on these ladies, probably. Probably. But, I mean, they go into a mirror and literally point out everything they hate yeah. about themselves. And then when Lindsay Lohan doesn't, they think it's bizarre. Yeah. Because she doesn't have low self-esteem at the start. I just love, I love the mean bitch. Like, I just, I love how mean and ruthless she is to everyone. And while I obviously fully condone all that behavior, (laughs) I know it's not good for society, but I condone the shit out of it. She is the queen bee in the group and the school. I mean, she does that when she said, go shave your back now. That was to the guy. (laughs) I mean, she is ruthless. To guys, girls, jocks, nerds. I mean, she's ruthless to everyone. Teachers, they're all scared of her, too. I love that. I love that the teachers are scared of her. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Queen Bee. Do you know that? Here, I'm going to list two more fun facts about Regina. Mean Girls is based on the book entitled Queen Queen Bee. Bee. Yeah. I think I've heard of that before. And there's a couple... They mentioned Queen Bee a couple times in the movie. And then my last fun fact about Regina, a.k.a. Rachel McAdams, only Oscar nominee... To come out of this movie. Huh. And she was nominated for that movie Spotlight. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot she was in that. That oh, was yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we think there's an Oscar future for Lindsay Lohan? Will she make no. her big resurgence? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a couple probably Teen not. Choice Awards, but that is Yeah, all. she's probably racked up a bunch of Teen Choice Awards for sure. Yeah. So, Rachel McAdams... 
started in 2004. She also did The Notebook in 2004. And she just went on a fucking run. I mean, Wedding Crashers in 2005. The Family Stone in 05. Red Eye. All awesome movies. Jeez. I mean, she just went on a tear. Sherlock Holmes, 2009. Time Traveler's Wife, 09. Midnight in Paris, 2011. Unreal. Unreal movie. That's got Owen Wilson in it, and it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Midnight in Paris. How mad do you think Lindsay Lohan is that she turned down the role of Regina George? (laughs) Yeah, what a fuck up. That Rachel McAdams has seen post-Mean Girls. I mean, I would say, honestly, the only blip in Rachel McAdams' uh, IMDb after Mean Girls is when she did True Detective Season 2. I mean, just because that oh, it, that wasn't that. her fault. That Season 2 was just so bad. But Yeah. But, th- I mean, that's still a pretty well, well-rated show, isn't it? Well-reviewed? True Detective? Season 1 was really good. Uh, season 2 was pretty... I don't know what the ratings were on Season 2. I don't think it was great. Yeah. Um, other small characters. We just got to mention them. We already played a clip. Janice, who played by Lizzie Kaplan. Um, kind of surprised that looking back now what I know about Lizzie Kaplan, that she played Janice Ian, that goth girl. Mm-hmm. Totally weird. And then, yeah, we have... We have, like, Regina's mom, played by Amy Poehler. I'm going to get to her in a second. Oh, she's the cherry on top of Regina George. Tim Meadows plays the teacher. He's hilarious. (laughs) Fun fact about him, he has a broken arm this entire movie. He just plays it off that it's carpal tunnel. He actually broke his arm, and that's why he had a cast. Really? Yeah. During the filming of the movie? It was right before, and he just had to wear a cast, and in the movie, they just gave him carpal tunnel. (laughs) They played it off very well. (laughs) Uh, last thing about Aaron Samuels, because I had him in my small characters, he did not, because I mentioned that he was gay, he did not actually come out officially until 10 years after this movie, 2014. Interesting. So maybe because I saw him on Big Brother after he had already come out, yeah. maybe that's why he was just more comfortable and open with it and he was yeah. being more himself. Yeah. But anyways, okay. That's another, a, well, I gotta say another big character yeah. in my mind, Damien. How could you even skip yeah. over Damien? I was going to get to Damien because oh, I was just going to... skipping ahead. No, well, I was going to do a montage. I was just going to put oh, together a bunch of clips of Damien. So many good quotes. He's got... I, I think he's got the most quotable lines in this entire movie. Yeah. So we'll get to him. I, will, I believe me, I won't oh, forget geez, about him. So he is so good, yes. Okay, let's get into the movie. Character breakdown over. Yes. Let's get into the movie. First uh, thing I want to do is... What happens in the plot of this movie, as you mentioned, is Lindsay Lohan starts getting pulled into the cool crew. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that happens when she gets pulled into this cool crew that is essentially led by Regina George is they go to Regina's house. And it's all, this whole thing is pushed by Janice. It's Janice's mm-hmm. revenge since she has so much built up anger with Regina over the years. But yes, they end up at Regina's house. And why is it that she hates Regina? Because, and again, I'm quoting the movie, because uh, <laughs> she um, accused Janice of being obsessed with her and being a lesbian and told Janice to stop being so obsessed with her because Regina said Janice got weird when Regina just ditched her all the time for a boyfriend, would make plans with Janice and then just completely ditch her. Yeah. And then Janice was like, what the heck? And then Regina said, you're obsessed with me. Versus saying, sorry I canceled, or sorry I stood you up. A lot of lesbian and uh, gay shaming in this movie. Yeah, not woke. Not woke. (laughs) This movie's not woke. Love this movie, but it's not with the times. In terms of wokeness. Yeah, this movie, (laughs) wokeness-wise, would not, like, it would not resonate in 2019. I'm thinking that's why it maybe didn't land as much with our family, as much as I wanted it to. Well, our family's not very woke. No, they're not woke, but... I think they, we, our family they just, just... genuinely yeah. didn't like it. <laughs> they didn't like it. Just didn't land. I wanted it to. Um, okay, so let's get into a song. Um, this is when we're introduced to Amy Poehler, who I loved her character as <laughs> Regina's mom. So this song starts playing. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I could teach you, but I have to charge. My milkshake brings... So Milkshake by Khalees. Younger sister dancing to it. Totally appropriate. Amy Poehler is the definition of a quote-unquote cool mom. 
Not a regular mom. She's not a regular mom. All of her scenes are amazing. <laughs> she comes in and she's like, Hey, you guys want you guys want some drinks? You guys want some alcohol? She's like, I think, uh, who was it? Uh, Lindsay Lohan was like, yeah, I don't drink. And she's oh, like... Oh, yeah, is there alcohol in these? Yeah, and she's like, no, they're they're virgins, unless you want me to put a little in. Oh, God, honey. Yes, yeah, stay here. I'd rather you stay here and drink. <laughs> she did that classic... Uh, we did it on... We talked about it on the Ben J podcast, but that classic thing where you go, like, cool moms do that, like, if you're gonna do it, I'd rather it be under stay my here. roof. Party's here, everyone can come here, and then Regina bites back hard with another line that I love. Mom, can you go fix your hair? <laughs> and then Amy Poehler goes, oh, God, you keep me so young. <laughs> <laughs> and what's Amy Poehler wearing? Um, a velour tracksuit, <laughs> zip down, after they had also pointed out to notice Amy Poehler's boob job. For yeah. which the dog then starts biting at Amy Poehler's nipple which, through the velour tracksuit, another... which is appalling. Another fun fact is they put cocktail wieners in her tracksuit, and that's what the dog is biting at. Cocktail well, nipple going wieners. For it. I honestly, I could watch banter between Regina George and her mom for like 80% of this movie. I'd love to just watch. I could do that. Why was there not more back and forth between the dynamic with Regina and her mom? Yeah, I feel like there was only maybe like two scenes I can think of that and then when they go to the holiday jam when they're dancing at the, for the school that was another good scene when she's yeah in the aisle and the dance is playing and she's filming it and yeah. then doing all the dance herself which has since been recreated by Chris Jenner in the Ariana Grande music yeah. video thank you next which is pretty much a tribute to Mean Girls what were you saying about that video so Ariana Grande popular song thank you next she um, staged like a burn book, her own burn book, and they go through and stage it like, sh- like through the Mean Girls and Plastics. So then they do a holiday jingle singing Thank You Next, and Kris Jenner is the Amy Poehler mom with the uh, video camera dancing in the aisle. It's pretty funny. I'll never watch it. No oh, offense. I was going to say, you're going to have to for additional content, just like context, I guess. Maybe I'll watch it and put it on our Instagram, but I, I probably I won't. don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, just so relevant to the times. So, yeah, definitely could be more Amy Poehler for sure. I wish there was because I, I love the dynamic between her and her mom. Like her mom trying to be like way, way, way too young. And Sorry, Regina. three scenes. She offered condoms when Regina was getting on her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Three That's scenes. Right. Yeah. Um, did you have any other scenes that you wanted to get to before the Halloween party? Because that was the next one I had on here. Yeah, I think that's all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Halloween party, I got some comments. So, when they first go to the Halloween party, it was interesting because Katie Heron, a.k.a. Lindsay Lohan, was still going, like, to Halloween dressed up as... An an, ex-wife. An actual, (laughs) yeah, an actual Halloween costume because she didn't realize that all girls, they treat Halloween to just dress really promiscuous. Yeah, provocative. I was going to say slutty because mm-hmm. that's the term that they use in the movie, but yeah. that's that would be a very unwoke thing to yeah, say. Yeah, not woke. Yeah. They dress very promiscuous. Yeah, they And do. treat it as an excuse to just look really, really good and attractive for the dudes. And this is when Katie like gets really upset and pissed because she sees Regina making out with Aaron Samuels. Yeah. And Regina's showing her colors. Yeah. To Katie. She's like, I I just want to now get with Aaron Samuels because I know that Lindsay Lohan, you like him. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah, the, this is when the plan starts. They get Regina on a carb-only diet, which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. This is where the plan, the shift in uh, Lindsay Lohan, I think the transformation starts to take place. Full effect. And this is when we start to get a lot of Damien scenes because him... And that goth girl, Lizzie Kaplan, what's her name? Janice. Janice. Damien and Janice start having a lot of scenes with Lindsay Lohan. And this is where I just want to give some praise to Damien. Because honestly, I think he's got the most quotable one-liners that have come out of this movie. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to roll off like five or six straight clips that he's given that i'm sure as you're listening to this you're like i remember every single one of these here it is let's hear it for damien (laughs) 
Don't look at me. Hey, get out of here. Oh my God, Danny DeVito, I love your work. Glenn Coco, fall for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. Uh, and none for Gretchen Wieners, bye. It's not my fault you're like in love with me or something. What? Oh no, she did not. And I want my pink shirt back. I want my pink shirt back. I wish that I could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles and we'd all eat be happy. She doesn't even go here. All of them make me crack up. I still hear people quote she doesn't even go here all the time. Yeah. There was another scene with Damien that just, I was dying when I watched it. Uh, when he goes up to do his talent show, because you know the talent show, the Regina and the Plastics, they always do that like uh, Jingle, that Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock song. And he first goes up and does, like, a song. Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. <laughs> that's it's new, that's pretty that good. Clip, that's a clip. Don't look at me. <laughs> and uh, there was a hilarious moment where someone throws a shoe at his face. <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminded me of... And he kept with the song. And he just kept I mean, going. he threw the shoe back, but he kept with it. He's a true, he's a true you know, performer. Oh, yeah. Um, it reminded me of this memory I had in college when we were pledging Sigma Chi. One of the things when we were getting hazed all the time was they would make us go stand at the front. Yeah. Stand up on chairs and sing our high school fight song. Yeah. In the front of like the lunch hall when all the other brothers are just eating dinner. And as you're up there, you had to just put your hands behind your back and then they would yell shit at you and like you know make fun of you and stuff as you're up there on display standing on a chair in front of everyone singing your fight song like an idiot yeah and i remember when we were pledging dan got up and sang his fight song and then all of a sudden like mid song you just see out of the corner of your eye a fucking crouton coming (laughs) airborne crouton from the back and it goes all the way up and just drills oh. him right in the face God. as he's mid-fight song. And he did the exact same thing. He got pelted in the face with this crouton and just kept going with oh. his fight song. because, it, And it was, I he felt... He was trying to be a true brother at that point. Oh, my a God. A true Sigma Chi brother. Looking back now, it was really funny and hilarious, and we laugh about it, but goddamn, in the moment, it was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no, that would be terrible. Oh, God. Because you just have to sit there and take it. Yeah. 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 All right. Are you ready for my M-C-I-T-W? This is my favorite part of every podcast. Let's go. This week, the M-C-I-T-W, that is the Marissa Cooper, is the worst of the week, Brought to you by Wicklowware, W-I-C-K-L-O-W, where, be free and explore, get all your outdoor gear at Wicklowware.com, type in the promo code VL, check out 10% off your order, <laughs> VL Swag, we got a $30 on the baseball tees, $20 on the VL tanks, we actually have a really special guest in this week, we have Mr. Wicklowware himself, the other Pat in my life, my real brother Pat, <laughs> he's in here, before I give the MCITW, he's gonna give Product push right here, Pat. What do you got to say? Such a con introduction, BD. Love you. (laughs) Mantle and Maris, Malone and Stockton, Montana and Rice. Mm. And now we have Wicklow Wear and Vicarious Living. (laughs) Wicklow Wear, your one stop shop for all of your outerwear needs. High quality, fashionable apparel. At affordable prices. Snag your gear at wicklowware.com and use code VL at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Nice! Coming in hot. Coming in hot. I wonder if we can get that like on the radio. We'll just get you on the radio. So, yes, get your Wicklowware, wicklowware.com. We even have a little uh, a little VL button on there, don't we? Left hand nav. We do. Left hand nav. Left hand nav. We got a VL button. You click on that. You get the baseball tees. It's starting to turn into fall. It's gonna turn into winter. Ooh, it's maybe inevitable. Do some Henley hoodies oh. for the listeners. 
I mean, who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe at one time Possibly. only. I just, Possibilities are I endless. just wore my baseball tee in Michigan. It was fall temps, and it felt phenomenal. I was warm, and I was cozy. It was soft. <laughs> it felt like butter. My beam's cozy. I nice cozy. job, Pat. Great job. Great job by you. Good, Good stuff. Good job, Mr. Wicklow. See you guys. This yeah. week, it goes to Gretchen Wieners. It hurts me to hear it. Reasons why. I get it. She overreacts in every single scene. She's overreacting and overacting at a 20 out of 10 in every single scene. Honestly, it drives me insane. She also has a super high-pitched voice that drives me crazy as fuck. Especially when she cracks, too. I also got to say, not attracted to her. Hmm. Zero attraction to Gretchen Wieners. Who are you most attracted to in this film? I would say it's probably a toss-up between Rachel McAdams, just because it's Rachel McAdams, and then Amanda Seyfried. Hmm. Lindsay Lohan's out for me. I'm not a red. I'm just, I'm not into redheads. Not a red guy. I'm not a red. I mean, that's a very niche thing. Being into redheads is kind of like you're all in or you're you're all out. Yeah. And the people that are all in are all in. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not me. It's not my style. Um, it is interesting, though, to think, like, is Rachel McAdams more attractive as a blonde or a brunette? Because this is the only movie I've seen her as a blonde. Yeah. And, well, in Wedding Crashers, is she a blonde? Brunette. Is she? She's a brunette in everything else. Yeah, in a notebook, she's for sure brunette. Yeah. yeah. And then Spotlight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this might be her only... Huh. So, anyways, um, yeah, Gretchen Wieners, you get it. Be free and explore. Ooh, last Gretchen Wieners. Fuck. Brought to you by Wicklow Wire. Thanks, Pat. Um, okay, back to the plot. Katie goes, essentially joins the plastics. Shit hits the fan between her and Regina. I just wrote down Womano e Womano. Oh, yeah. I mean, we but have... But Lindsay Lohan does it in a subtle way where she still acts like everything's all cool with them after the Halloween party, but secretly she has this plot of revenge to take out... Uh, Aaron Samuels, her boyfriend now, Regina's boyfriend, uh-huh. the, as they call it, the army of skanks. So she's got to get Gretchen and Karen to turn on Regina. And then her third plot point or revenge plan is to take away Regina's hot body. And that's what Lindsay, Janice and Damien deem as what would cause Regina's downfall. So essentially they're able to do that. They, they go do. through that whole plan. Regina gains weight. Uh, Lindsay Lohan wedges her way in. She becomes the true plastic. She becomes yes. the queen bee plastic. She does. She gets the girls to turn on her. Everyone turns on her. It all culminates where they're at this party that now Lindsay Lohan has thrown. And and Regina is not invited to it. She shows up anyways. Then Aaron Samuels at this party, he's like, calls Lindsay Lohan out of all of her shit. And she's like, I like, he's like, I liked you because you were different. You were unique. And now you've essentially just become Regina. Yeah. All this shit goes down. It's like Lindsay Lohan gets blacked out drunk. It all goes horribly for her at this party. And then it ends with this clip where Janice gives her a piece of her mind. Here it is. Like Aaron Samuels, for example, he broke up with Regina, and guess what? He still doesn't want you. So why are you still messing with Regina, Katie? I'll tell you why. Because you are a mean girl. You're a bitch. Here, you can have this. I want a prize. She essentially calls her on all of her shit, and she's just like, you've lost your way. You've become one of these girls that you and I were trying to take down, and now you're essentially no worse than any of them. Which I was a little frustrated with Janice, though, because she took no accountability in this. Like, she's the one that created this monster. I know Lindsay, yeah. fu- or uh, Katie, had fully, you know, had fully committed herself and was really fueled up when Regina took Aaron Samuels away from her. But then Janice, it's like, that was your idea. So, I wasn't big into this movie. I didn't have all the emotional attachment that you have. But when I was just watching it, like, you know, for one of the two times I've seen it in my life... I just kept thinking, like, it seems like Janice is really jealous. Oh, she's very jealous. Of the plastics. 
and she dis- she created this whole plot to take them down simply because she herself, deep down, she would never admit this, really just yeah. wants to be one of the cool people. And Lindsay Lohan, she's now jealous of her because Lindsay Lohan was actually able to do it. Yeah. I was just, yeah, I was getting vibes from Janice. Like, I don't think you are. They did, like, I felt like Regina totally called her correctly. Yeah. Obviously, the lesbian thing was a bit much, but... A little extreme. I think when Regina says that it's you want to be me and you want to be, like, in my crew and stuff, I think she's spot on. I mean, I think that's a pretty common theme in high school. If you're oh, not yeah. oh, in yeah. the, the in-group or the popular group, I mean, you may say you don't care, but I think kind of deep down, just, that's just such a theme in high school. Mm-hmm. Is that so much that, you know, you might not want to be the queen bee of the group, but you still kind of want to be in on... I mean, you want to be invited to stuff, and you oh, want yeah. to land in with the date we, the cool guys and cool girls, so. Can we say, you hate us, because you ain't us? Oh, mm-hmm. I guess you could. Yep. I guess. Guess we can say that. I guess Regina George could say that. So then, Regina gets super pissed. I actually think Regina had a super smart, conniving plan to get uh, Lindsay Lohan back with the burn book. Yeah, but also before that, I also think one of the one of my lines from Regina that I just think has again transcended through the times is "boo you whore." <laughs> I mean, that just I can't tell you how many times Hold I've on. talked with some of my friends and that's come up. Let's play that clip. I can't go out. <clears throat> I'm sick. Boo you whore. Yeah, I would. I'm not as familiar with that because uh, not a lot of dudes saying that though to the dudes. So. Oh, I okay. So I was in a sorority in college, and my one friend, she would fall asleep every night to Mean Girls, and she can quote. What? I mean, she would be. <laughs> she loves the quotes in this movie because there is a plethora, and she could. She can quote it. I mean, she's gonna hello Melissa. She'll be listening to this. She can quote. Every single line. And, I mean, anytime you do something or say something in that group, that's typically a good comeback, someone, if they disagree with what Boo you're saying. Boo, you whore. Or if you're like, oh, yeah, I can't be going out tonight. Boo, you whore. Maybe I'll try and, and then start saying that. I mean, you can try to bring it back, yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know how woke it is with the current times, but you can <laughs> yeah. try. <laughs> I don't know if you can say whore these days. <laughs> yeah. In 2019. And then also Regina saying she can't go to Taco Bell because she's on an all-carb diet. I mean, the fact that Regina George thinks she's on an all-carb diet to lose the three pounds that she keeps talking about wanting to lose is just unreal. Yeah, all-carb diet. uh, Dumb move by Regina believing that shit. You're not going to see good results for losing three pounds with that. I love Regina, though. I, I just, I think she's so great in this movie. Her plan to take down, it was, like, awesome because... Lindsay Lohan's been thinking like she's on the same, you know, I'm holding my hands up right now, saying like equal playing field. I got my left hand is Regina, my right hand is Lindsay Lohan. And this whole time, like Lindsay Lohan feels like she got even with Regina. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, no, don't forget, Regina's the main bitch. She's the queen bee. She has spent fucking years getting to this level of... Top dog. Yeah. Tip it back, America, if you're doing the drinking game. (laughs) She has spent years to get to this top dog status. You think after three weeks of Lindsay Lohan, like, getting cool, that she's going to, like, just allow that shit to happen? Not going to happen in Regina George. Fuck Burn book, that is. Burn book city. She takes the burn book to Tim Meadows. Really smart move by her says that I didn't create this. I just found this book because she puts herself in it. I remember the first time watching this movie and being like, whoa, I was thrown around. I was so not expecting that. Yeah, you're like, what's Regina doing? She's given the burn book. Like, yeah, she's just weird. like showing that she did all this shit and then she put herself in it. And it's she, like, oh. She's the top conniving dog, the top dog. Yeah, top dog. It leads to the most unrealistic school assembly in uh, human history. For which, when Regina says so she. She not only hands in the burn book to the principal, she then made copies of every page as well with yeah. the different, you know, slurs she made against a variety of girls. But not only her, the plastics put it together, led by Regina, but she only spread the copied papers on one floor. Then when they get to the assembly in the gym and it's all the junior girls, 
the gym is absolutely packed. I, uh, I was so, yeah, that I just thought wasn't nitpick. realistic. That is very nitpicky on my end. But I'm like, she literally only spread it outside of like four classrooms, and all of a sudden the gym is like packed wall to wall with girls. Was that gym just supposed to be the junior girls? Mm-hmm. Damn. So that's he made a the huge announcement, high school. All junior. He broke the fire extinguisher and yeah. said all junior girls report to the gymnasium. Which I have another nitpick on that. Uh, at the end of this movie, when they go, like, when they're recapping everything and they're through all this shit and they're now seniors. Yeah. And they're talking about the next oh, group of plastics yeah, you... and they show those three girls walking up at the end they of this movie. They looked like grade schoolers. Uh, yeah. yeah. They looked like they were 10 years old. Like, I honestly thought it could have passed as Regina George's younger sister. So Regina George dancing earlier in the movie. Regina George was 28 when she did this movie. Oh wow. So maybe they actually were like actual teens and juniors in high school, but the fact that they had 28-year-olds playing <laughs> juniors in high school, we were like, how is there only a year difference yeah. between these two? Interesting. So anyways, let's get to a clip at that unrealistic school assembly and I say I say unrealistic because I was like, what is this going to solve? What is this going to do? Tina Fey's approach at this school assembly is to go student by student and have all of them confront the people that they have issues with, which there's no way they said that they had to get out of there by four o'clock. There's no way they're getting out of there before midnight. Absolutely not. Because there's so many things. And also, can we also just point out that when it did turn into total anarchy, oh Lord, what was his name? Yeah, take your top off. (laughs) Was that? That's a great line in the movie as well. Who was that? Um, not Kevin G. The the one that Gretchen Wieners was trying. Jason. Oh the yeah. The one that just like your stereotypical, just yeah, creepy little little weird horny. Yeah, dude. just totally horny guy. Just take your top off. <laughs> creepy, I just thought there was guy. just so many good lines. Oh like, yeah, I mean Tina Fey's approach to trying to get all the junior girl class to so dumb. become friends just completely unrealistic. So then, you mentioned Gretchen and her horny boyfriend. Let's, Jason, yes. Let's now go to a clip of what Gretchen says when she is at the school assembly and she gives, like, her thing on why she thinks people might be mad at her. Here it is. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me. But I can't help it that I'm popular. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, walk it off. Walk it off. Okay. They're okay. No self-awareness. And actually in that, I was just thinking about, that's uh, one of those classic like interview tropes of, you know, like people say like, oh, what do you need to, what do you need to work on? Mm. Well, you be an interviewer. Let's do this hypothetical role play. You be an interviewer. You interview me and and ask me like that question. So what would you say are your uh, strengths? Team player, really good team player. I, I work my ass off. I um I collaborate really well with other human beings, and I would just say like I never rest on my laurels. Ooh. I don't think I've rested on one laurel once in my life. Not even one time did I say, "Hey, there's a laurel. I want to rest on it." <laughs> I see laurels, and I say, "I'm never gonna no. take a nap on those laurels." No. So then I ask you, what's your weakness? Mm, mm. So glad you asked that question. I love that question. Um, well, let me see here. I work too hard. Oh. Sometimes I give a little too much. So like, I'll go home at night, mm. for instance, interviewer. And I'll be like trying to fall asleep, but I can't because like I just keep thinking about like, work and all the mm, all the things I want to accomplish and so yeah like I give too much I work too hard I think like like a lot of people in my personal life they say I wish you weren't putting the company first so much in your life yeah so I'd say that that's me in a nutshell wow so no weaknesses really yeah well you see what I did there is I I turned my weaknesses into really annoying strengths (laughs) So, so that's uh, what Gretchen Wieners does. Pretty much exactly what she did. So maybe in her future, uh, post high school, maybe she does land a job that's good because she can just totally turn it around like that. Yeah, maybe just, Gretchen Wieners is now like 
the head of Microsoft. Maybe. I mean, we'll Google it. We'll Google it. It'll be factual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when all this is like done, when it's all said and done, Katie, Lindsay Lohan, takes blame for the burn book and she goes back to the mathletes. Essentially, well, did, did we also discuss, I'm sorry, but the fact that they did a trust fall? Yeah, they had at this I, assembly. I mean, what was that? That would never work. They did some, yeah, weird thing where they do like, uh, okay, the assembly's not working. Let's now do a trust fall where I get up in front of everyone. I say what I suck at and then I just fall into people and they got to catch me and I'll feel better because I just like got all this they shit off my me. chest. And everyone else will feel better because they caught me. And then they had a lady in a wheelchair do it. Which you can't <laughs> trust all that. Which again, this was just so many of the little tidbits in the movie that just had me laughing so hard. Because, I mean, you just can't logically roll a wheelchair back and expect everyone to be able to catch that. I thought that whole trust fall thing was so lame until the wheelchair girl got up there yeah and, and then, then i was it, like i'm all in on this it peaked even more i think i think this was damien's highlight in the film of when he damien is <laughs> not a girl he is a guy they called all girls to the gym and you know he puts his hoodie up and yells out she doesn't even go here <laughs> yeah when one of the girls gets up and just wanted to yeah she just had a lot of emotions that day i love damien yeah he's great damien's guy. the best yeah so, when it's all said and done, what's your valuable lesson that you took away in this whole movie? Um, just be who you are and stop trying to be, one, don't be vengeful and spiteful, because clearly that's what Janice was doing through Katie, and that blew up in her face. Right. Um, and then caused the whole school to go into just complete chaos. Um, so just be nice to others. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good motto to live by, be kind. I didn't take any of that away from it. You didn't? I only took... <laughs> be I only nice took... if you're not friends with someone. It's okay. You're not going to be friends with everyone, but you don't need to, you know, stage a huge revenge after right, them. Right, right. I didn't take any of that away from it. All I wrote down, my valuable <laughs> lesson that I learned from this is don't fuck with Regina George. Oh. The cool people always win. Oh. <laughs> So then, are we going to skip towards the end, then? Yeah. Well, we will, but yeah, just to clarify on that, I want to be clear that... Oh, the lesson I thought you meant from the overall movie. From that, yeah, don't mess with Regina George. <laughs> no, I did mean from the, the overall movie. Oh. That's my lesson from the overall movie, <laughs> is don't fuck with the cool people. The cool, hot people always win, like, just in life. Like, here, look, we both watch uh, Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. The cool hot people always fucking win. They always have like a character who like America loves because he's the nice guy finishes last. Always that vibe. Yeah. And guess what? He always finishes last. They just had a thing where um, Dean came back. Kaylin. Uh, yeah, he totally dominated that. Kaylin was like dating this nice, super nice guy. Uh, Connor. Connor. And Dean had already left. He had already bounced. He's just like, I'm done with this shit. And then he came back like a week later as she's already dating this other guy. And Dean is like this super hot, cool dude. And he came back. He had already blown her off, dumped her. Yeah. Came on back. On her birthday. On her birthday. <laughs> came back a week later when she's already dating this nice guy, Zero. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, hey, so I want you back. Now mm -hmm. I realize because I couldn't have you, I want you now. Can't and guarantee I won't do this again. No. Can't guarantee I won't uh, just break your heart, but... But I want you back, so do you uh -huh. want to leave this nerd behind and just get with the cool hot guy, even though, like, I already dumped you once on your birthday? Mm -hmm. And she totally fucking did. Not and it was amazing. Not went into that. She just said, mm, okay. So that just goes with my theme of this movie. The cool hot people always fucking win. It's as true as time. It's, it never fails. We learned especially, that. Especially in high school. That's kind of how, how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. So... I was going to end it with just the end clip soliloquy of like Katie Heron narrating oh, how it all yeah. ends where everyone netted out. Yeah. Here it is. In case you're wondering, the plastics broke up. Regina's spine healed and her physical therapist taught her to channel all her rage into sports. <laughs> it was perfect because the jock girls weren't afraid of her. 
Karen used her special talents to do the morning weather announcements. Hi, this is Karen Smith. It's 68 degrees, and there's a 30% chance that it's already raining. And Gretchen found herself a new clique and a new queen bee to serve. Aaron went to Northwestern, so I still get to see him on weekends. And me? I had gone from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person in the world to actual human being. Hey. All the drama from last year just wasn't important anymore. School used to be like a shark tank, but now I could just float. Regina. Finally, girl world was at peace. So unrealistic. Exactly. So unrealistic. Because, and that's literally the last thing, and I guess when you asked that, I said inclusive high school and a non-savage Regina. Because I just refer to her as a savage throughout this film. Oh, I love that. It would never yeah. happen. And then all, at the end, they're all friends. It's like, no, no that's not high school. There's uh, still always going to be groups. I have no idea how this movie got an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, simply because of how it ended. It was the most yeah. unrealistic. It would never go that way. And then Regina becomes like a crazy good lacrosse star. Also, then Karen Karen becomes a newscaster, which that again I is actually just like another that. win to Karen. But <laughs> yeah, also, is that the is that in high, when is she a newscaster? I don't know because they show Regina playing lacrosse in high school still. Yeah. But then they show then Karen being on the news. Karen's like thirty five. Yeah, exactly. Being like, the weather girl on I'm Channel Nine. I'm just confused 9. at the age, but that was a nice touch that they added at the end for Karen. I'm all in on Karen. I love Karen. Karen's so good. I don't care what they had her doing at the end. I was going <laughs> to be like points and win for her. Yeah. Um, I it just it was the most unrealistic ending. How that really goes in real life, kids, is Regina stays cool as fuck. Oh yeah. She stays a bitch. Yeah. And. Katie learns, a.k.a. Lindsay Lohan, learns zero valuable lessons, mm. and she now has got a taste of the cool, popular life and wants to continue being cool and popular. She's a tryhard at that point. She's a tryhard, and yeah. Janice and Lindsay Lohan never speak again. Oh, interesting. Never. Do you think Damien serves as, like, a middleman, or no. he still sides with Janice? He's just, like, friends with Janice, and yeah. they just go off being friends, and they hate Lindsay Lohan for the rest yeah. of their time in high school, and probably yeah. still to this day. They probably thought of what could have been. Yeah. But never was. Like, wow, this girl changed so much. Yeah. Like, she was so cool when we first met her, and she changed so much. What a bitch. Yeah. All that said, now we have to go into Mean Girls 2, where we see this going Oh, for man. the hypothetical Mean Girls too. Oh, gosh. I mean, I guess the way they lead it off at the end is the younger generation. Oh, okay. So you're going Mean Girls 2. They get an entirely new cast. The way they left it off when they said pretty much. Because I, I think part of it saying how they ended it saying it's an inclusive high school. Regina's totally turned a new you know, chapter in her life. She's nice. But then they pretty much leave it open to our analysis of that's how high school is. Is that it's not very inclusive. There's right. groups. There's going to be the mean girls. There's going to be the next round of plastics. And that's exactly what they led it up to be. So who do end. you think they get? To, they cast as the next round of plastics? Next next group of teen plastics? Because I have a different approach to this on Mean Girls too. but in your approach, you're saying they take those three girls at the end of this movie, they continue the storyline, yeah. and they run the whole thing back. And then maybe you have some cameos from some of the original Mean Girls stars. So you're still going to have, like, Tina Fey. Okay, so Tina Fey's she still teaching the at the school. She might be a teacher, or maybe a counselor. That... Lindsay Lohan's for sure on for Mean Girls too. She wants this hard. Maybe in yours they get uh, that that girl from Divergent series oh, um, to play a teen at 28. Shailene Woolley? Yeah. I don't know. I think, she's, her too, to I think she's too big now. She was just in Big Little Lies, which is a very big success. But I see what you're saying. Another, I miss, you, oh, you know what? Another girl. I drift more towards uh, Riverdale stars. That's who I think of teen dramas. But I know they're involved with their stuff. But I'm thinking of the guy. I'm Archie. Not, they get Archie to play yeah. Aaron Samuels. Yeah, that's who I envision as an Aaron Samuels. So my my Mean Girls too is it's actually it doesn't follow the storyline on where they left off. We're keeping the cast intact, but it's twenty years later. High school reunion? No. Oh, where are we going? 
20 years no, later, where are we going? It's 20 years later now, Tina Fey has retired. She's living the good life. She's not uh-huh. even in Mean Girls 2. Yeah. She's probably still and like... stop working her two, three other jobs outside of teaching. Yeah, she's probably yeah. just doing like a little Ubering on the side. Yeah. She's doing a little keep Uber it, on the side. She's spicy. now like 60. She's Ubering. Just getting side hustle. Yeah. It doesn't matter, though, because she's got, like, a pension from, like, 30 years of teaching. Yeah. 20 years later, Lindsay Lohan is back, and now she is a teacher in the Tina Fey role. Oh. So she had all the same shit as Lindsay Lohan in real life. Like, she had, like, a bunch of drug problems and stuff. But Ooh. now she's back on the straight and narrow. She's a teacher in Mean Girls 2, and there's a next crop of plastics yeah but it's it's less from the view of the plastics mean girls too and it's more from the view of like Lindsay lohan and the teacher and how she like all the shit that she goes through like making school assemblies and stuff from her vantage point versus the teens and regina george could work regina george she has to make an appearance Her and Lindsay Lohan still have beef, but Regina George has married, like, the really hot investment banker guy, and she's just, like, a stay-at-home mom. She's still super hot, MILF status. Amy Poehler's still her mom. Amy Poehler's still her mom. (laughs) And now, like, they still show a lot of beef between, because Regina George is showing up at the school because she's on, like, PTO. Yeah. And, like, part of, like, the, her daughter. Yeah, who's probably... In the plastics of the younger generation. So it's still a lot of dynamics between how Lindsay Lohan, who's back on the straight and narrow as a teacher, is dealing with Regina George, who's still a mean girl. As an adult. As an adult of the mean girls in high school. Interesting. I think that's a good spin. Oh boy, we have just laid it out for Fox. Yes, there you go. Tina Fey, let's get on it. All right, who's, who's your MVP? Oh, man, this was a hard one because, again, there are so many quotable lines throughout this movie, but upon review and careful consideration, I think it has to go to Damien. I think it has to. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to give it to Gretchen Wieners. No, she was, was up be... in the running, but as you can tell, I crossed it out um, hard. But I, <laughs> either way, she wouldn't have gotten it. Damien takes the cake. Uh, Karen was a, a very close runner-up because I, Karen has yeah. a lot of good. The fact that that was Amanda Seyfried's first movie blows me away because she absolutely nailed it, I thought. Um, it's just kind of being like the stereotypical like dumb blonde. I loved her. I loved her in this. Oh, she was so good. But Damien, I mean, his lines are fantastic. And I don't know if he's done anything after Mean Girls, but... I mean, we would definitely have to look that up. Again, consult Google. But I think Damien takes the cake. Uh, it syncs up exactly with what I... I, I didn't pick an MVP because it's not my thing on this pod. But if I had to, I would have had Damien one. And I would have definitely had Karen as a very close second. If you had either of those two, you could have talked me into it. Yeah. Damien, you get it. You get it. MVP. On this week of the VL Podcast Movie Breakdown, Mean Girls. So, with that, sign off for the night. As we sign off, we're going to tell the kids, kids, you tuck on it. You sleep tight. You have a really good night's sleep, kids. And do Pat sign off. Do less. That's not Oh, no, 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 I know it. Okay, That's go again. That's my part. Go again. Let's try this again. Here we go. Get clear the same eyes, energy. Clear eyes, full hearts, right? Yeah, okay. do it. Right now? Yes. Clear eyes, full hearts. Do less, kids. Scratch your wieners. <laughs> How do you not know that? I wanted to sign off. I was thinking of do less the whole time. <laughs> I was in the right category. God damn. Don't stop, get it till your clothes get wet. Number one, drums go bump, bump, bump. Use a fat one, put your clothes back on. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured. <laughs>